Okay, welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. Hi. 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 And we have a really special guest for you today. He's been part of my life, my whole life. I call him dad. <laughs> His name is Mike Tobin. Welcome to the podcast, dad. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is, this is an unanticipated be- benefit of being here in Vancouver. Yeah. Bienvenue. And, uh, yeah, bienvenue chez nous. Well, merci. C'est <laughs> bon. It's très bon. Um, Not nearly as good as Mr. Demers at that French. Uh, oh, yeah, thing. he really he was, lays it on like was, a thick. I was mayo. impressed with that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. And he's a yeah. funny guy. So. No, one's, funny. no one's as good as Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> we, we admit it. We were tired. He posted a photo with Mark Marin on the internet. <laughs> Is he? What? I guess Charlie's just famous now. Charlie's famous now. He wrote a book. <laughs> it's famous. He's famous. Couldn't have happened to anyone better. I don't yeah, really. Agreed. I don't really know Mark Marin though. Um, I know he's got a podcast. I keep hearing about. <laughs> I'll save it for the break. Um, <laughs> okay, so my dad's here. He's visiting. We had a. Cl- we've had a kind of classic week or so of weird, funny things happening. I don't know about Jessica's life outside of the podcast, but like every day something's gone just slightly wrong mm-hmm. uh, for the past couple of weeks, and I'm not fighting it anymore. No, but just let it. Yeah, wave over you, like, like wash over. There's no you. time to fight all these little things going wrong. So, <sighs> our guest had to cancel on Tuesday, and then I had thought right away, I'm like, we kind of fun to have Dad on the podcast, but I wasn't sure that he would go for it. So I I did hit up like four different comedians <laughs> first before I asked, and we I was offered a magician. <laughs> I was like, that Whoa. doesn't count though, a corporate magician as a guest, and I was like, I not could, good I enough. Do magic acts right Can now? You? Yeah, you know. Oh air. wow! Look at Whoa. you just yeah. a dove and a rabbit. Wow! You just got a quarter from behind your ear. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dad. You can keep it. It's yours. Thank you. Where's my quarter? Anyway, <laughs> we'll give you one. I found it in the desk on the way in. Oh. <laughs> so my dad has a like. What did you do for your career? Primarily sales. Yeah. So you've got a lot a of like sales experience. I would say that it was a lot of experience. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> But before you were like a dad and uh, with a desk job and well, it wasn't really ever a desk job, but you did work in as a bartender and have some odd jobs. Summer jobs. Summer jobs. Summer jobs. <laughs> yes. Uh, quite a few different ones around golf courses and stuff like that. But uh, I did work in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, worked as a room service waiter and as a bartender. Wow. Um, Manoir Richelieu for anybody who Whoa. knows that place up in uh, Murray Bay. Yep. Quebec, a long time ago. Now a big casino. You know, people love their casinos, Dad. Not me. <laughs> no, none of us in the room like casinos. Revisited really. it all four or five years ago, and uh, could hardly figure out where the old bar was. And that must they be so that, strange. Well, what was funny is that the place where the bar was was where the dancing was at night, and where the pool was. And they called it the casino then, <laughs> in the '60s, because they had hoped that they could get gambling legalized it was on their vision board it was on their vision board <laughs> and, the, and the hotel went bankrupt about four times and and finally i think the fairmont people bought it okay and then they got their casino they seem like good people i love just like we'll just call it a casino and then in, in a few decades it'll become a casino i guess dancing is sort of like gambling, gambling yeah every, with every your t- life who knows? and your pride it was and- weird it was weird going in and there were all these bing 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 bang you know the <laughs> Slot machine noises and so on. And, bing and you're thinking of these yeah, like memories to, from. I was trying to tell Ange, that's my wife, um, you know, well, I think the bar was over here, but I think they moved out. Anyway, it was completely hard to figure it all out, but it was fun to see the old place. Yeah. So when you were a room service what, what, jockey? What was it called? Room service waiter. Is room what we were service called, waiter. Yes. One of that's the worst a long jobs, title. One of the worst jobs I ever had. Really? How come? Well, keep in mind that when I went there, there were 225 college students working summer job. Okay. Living in a dorm. Okay. <laughs> and there were more female college students than male, so it was party I'm, central. I'm and just imagining the movie Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Some similarities. Really? Okay. Oh, well, there was kind of a same kind of a thing, except that I was a terrible dancer. Oh, you carried a yeah, watermelon. So, so I was the guy in the back wishing that I was like that but patrick swayze patrick swayze yeah <laughs> so uh but it, but it was a great bunch of people i don't remember any really bad people or anything it was fun that's good but we all worked at least till 11 o'clock at night in the waiting side because the room service waiters worked in the bar 
at the dancing at night. So we, we all worked till 11. So then we would go out to the local bars and party. So you didn't get back till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that seems early, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we had, all the room service waiters had to be on duty, shaved and groomed and everything else at seven in the morning. Ouch. <laughs> I just imagine like a big communal shower with everyone shaving each other's faces. <laughs> I imagine all these beautiful girls shaving their beards off after <laughs> like grew it back in over the night. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was It was a tough, tough to get at it. You know, the coffee was going fast. Right. And uh, there was always a couple of uh, the gals in the little cubie that that got the phone, you know, and they gave you a, here's a, you know, two boiled eggs and toast and so on for room whatever. And you'd have to go out and negotiate in the kitchen and get your table with everything on it and take it up to the rooms. And uh, it was tough. And people, because it was mostly convention trade, they didn't tip. Mm, Ouch. So the pay wasn't that good. And anyway, so it was tough. But the story that I remember, which is, I think, what the point of all this is, is... (laughs) Right? You're like a pro. Um, there was there was a uh, one week each summer. So I did this for a few years. One week each summer, they called Guest Week, and the hotel was owned by Canada Steamship Lines, very political and very plugged into everything in the Canadian scene. So Guest Week was when they invited all their corporate buddies, friends, customers, suppliers. And, you know, the hotel could hold about four or 500 people. So it was basically just jammed full of rich, powerful people. And, Our um, favorite. <laughs> and uh, unknown to me, because I was pretty new, who was who, I got a ticket to do breakfast for a room. And the first thing on the thing was eight 12-ounce glasses of fresh squeezed orange juice. Now, <laughs> the waiter, who was fortunate enough to get a fresh squeezed orange juice order, had to go and cut oranges in half and put them in this machine that kind of crushed them. It had like a lever that crushed the juice out into the into some thing and you put the glass under it. That would be like a hundred oranges though. Oh, it was <laughs> a lot of oranges. I remember now, but I remember my arm was tired by the time I had them all done. And then whatever else they wanted um, and took it up to the room. Well, it turned out to be a guy who, you know, he was the president of a large distillery and winery Okay. in Ontario. I think it was a Hiram Walker outfit. And both he and his wife, as I learned later, had a serious drinking problem. Whoa. <laughs> they chose the right business to yeah. be in. Yeah. And so when I get up to the room, keep in mind I had to do this for four days. For some reason, they would then ask for me after that. But the first day in. <laughs> they were grooming you. <laughs> they were having a big argument. And so they wanted my opinion on who oh, was no. right. <laughs> I'm this, you know, 18-year-old... <laughs> person who doesn't have any idea what he's gotten into so anyways i got out of there as best i could but for some reason they wanted me so i was stuck doing these stupid orange juices every day because i guess orange juice was for liquor i think it no no i think it was there what they thought they needed to get over the liquor they would bathe in it (laughs) that's why they needed eight glasses and the next year when i was a bartender he hung out in the bar, and we had mainly a service bar. In other words, you had to almost find a stool somewhere to pull up to the bar because it was basically, you know, 15 waiters going flat out. And he would hang off on the end, you know. You made a look real at, friend. Look, look at our cashier. and I think he liked our cashier or something, but anyways. And then I saw what how he could drink. <laughs> so I saw both ends of that guy. And at the end of the summer, <laughs> at the end of the week, he says, you know, you should come out and see me and uh, I'll take you on a tour of uh, the distillery and all this kind of stuff. I never did. But anyway, it was, but I tell you what, it was kind of funny um, afterwards to think about this big horrendous fight that these two very rich people were having. But anyways, that's And they didn't my... have any problem doing it in front of the help. No. No. <laughs> no. That's so funny that they would just pull you in. If you would have played your cards right, you could have... That could have been the beginning of a mentorship. You could have. I could have become a really good drinker. Yeah. Yeah. That was your chance. (laughs) Yeah. It's too bad life didn't offer you any other chances. Instead, you had a family. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you. No regrets. Thank you for Alicia. Um, I know friends who will go off in the summer and do things like that. Like I have a lot of friends who would... Uh, well, not a lot, but a few friends who would go play music on cruise ships for oh, whoa. months at a time. And it's such a bizarre culture of just 
you know, you're on vacation or you're away from home. So just gorge yourself. And they talk about, cause especially on cruise ships, when there's all you can eat, people will just take more than they need every night and throw so much food away. And I never did that, but I did eat one day on the cruise that I was on for three days, 11 hours of which I spent on the floor seasick. Um, I think one day I had 11 small gluten-free desserts. Well, <laughs> because it's, there's this also, there's only like one or two. So I go to all the different dessert places in this huge cruise ship and I get this one hazelnut dessert, eat it, feel sick. As soon as I felt better, find another place, eat it, feel sick. So I'm that person. No, that I'm thinking like the people who take an entire chicken tur- I was going to say turkey I'm, I'm always guaranteed to finish the food <laughs> yeah that's the thing like you're not d- wasting food is like a sin <laughs> yeah I think it is um, I mean it happens you know like a lot of kales have seen the inside of a Vancouver compost because of me it makes me feel like I am a bad person every time I have to throw any yeah. food away so I try I mean I'm just accepting when it comes to kale I'm a bad bad person <laughs> kale is there should be an HBO show about me <laughs> Well, like a, kale a Netflix, yeah, kale killer. Now, Jessica, did your parents tell you that was some kind of a shame thing when you didn't finish your dinner? Um, no. I mean, I was brought. Up, my dad was religious, and so he was always talking about uh, weird stuff like that. Like, I mean, the the line that was used most often is "There's starving children in Africa," and oh, so that's I would, what I'm. That's yeah. the one I'm asking I, about. Yeah, and I, would yeah. feel and I was given that one, and yeah. but now I want to ask: Did I? Do we ever do that to you? You didn't have to. I ate everything. <laughs> <laughs> or I would eat it if you didn't anyway. Yeah, we were. wasn't our problem. <laughs> I was a picky eater, but what I would do, they would make, they said, you can't leave the table until you finish your vegetables. And it would be like one carrot cut up and it would take me like three hours. <laughs> I hated vegetables so much. And then I would just put it in my mouth and chew it and then hold it in my cheeks because I didn't want to swallow it. Like, oh, a hamster or a chipmunk. Um, but then when my mom wasn't looking i just get my dad to eat it not i wouldn't regurgitate oh, like it a baby bird <laughs> no <laughs> okay i would if it was still on the plate uh so yeah i i think i'm okay with food now i don't think it scarred me or anything except for all the guilt i feel about throwing food away but i think that's normal right what yeah. is what I is think normal fo- i assure you it's normal okay. it's fine thank you <laughs> jessica do you have a retail nightmare uh i do not <laughs> Jessica, that's the whole podcast. I know. Do you have one? Yes. Okay, you do yours and then I'll remember mine. Okay. One of my retail nightmares is um, one that got caught off of the last episode when we had a small technical difficulty. Yeah. What I learned from the last episode is it doesn't have to be such a long story. It was a blessing <laughs> to everyone that it got lost. It's very simple. I went to Canadian Tire, which in and of itself is a retail nightmare. But it's a patriotic retail nightmare. Yeah, you, they give you... For the uh, non-Canadian listeners, when you buy something there, they give you back a coupon, but it's shaped like a piece of real money and feels like real money. It's called Canadian Tire Money, and they've been doing this for <laughs> since I was a kid and maybe long before. Longer. Yeah, and so <laughs> this, I never think twice because I only have to go to Canadian Tire maybe once a year to get something, and then usually a present. They have good deals on kitchen stuff. But I needed an HDMI cable for my laptop, which is a MacBook. And uh, the, I bought the wrong cable. But when I tried to return it and get the right cable, uh, a woman said to me, just hurry up and choose it. I don't want to waste my time at this cabinet. <laughs> and I, so I took it to the cash and realized it was the wrong thing. Woof. And so I had to make a return at Canadian Tire where they need two pieces of ID. That's weird. One photo ID or two pieces of credit card ID if you want to make an exchange. So I was like, do I have to? And she's like, yeah, it's our policy. Really nice woman. Right before me, a man returned a hose that was not wrapped up. And it was like she was wrestling with an anaconda before she got to me. So she was pretty sweaty and frustrated. And she's still really polite. Um, but then finally we get through the, the refund process. And she's like, and could we have your Canadian tire money back? And I'm like, I don't even remember getting the Canadian tire money and wow. I was like, is this a big deal? And she's like, not really. <laughs> Everyone just puts it in the donation box. Like, it, I can, didn't know that, but that would be great. Canadian it just sits tire in my... money, instead of fives, tens, and twenties, it is five cents, ten cents, 
maybe 25 cents if you're a big And I wonder spender. how much it costs to print. Probably nothing, but it's such a waste. And every time they give it to you, they also say like, if you don't want it, you can just put it in this box. And then it goes to quote unquote charity, which I think they just put it back into circulation. <laughs> it is like a charity at Canadian Tire. It's The staff bizarre. are like volunteers, I think. They're <laughs> so not into it. They're so... Like they will roll their eyes at the store so much. There's there's no like corporate culture there, which I love. Yeah, I like that's that. true. Um, they they're not drinking the Kool Aid, which is great. Uh, but they hate the Canadian Tire money as much as we do. That's true, which is lovely. But it all sorted out. You got the right cable. No, no, they don't even sell it there. Ah. So I ended up just getting a Google thing, a Chromecast. Yeah. And that works now. Yeah. Um, Google tweeted at me because I made a joke about not being able to set it up. And they're like, <laughs> we can help you. And I wrote back. I'm like, no, it's because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like I spent an hour trying to figure it out. And then my neighbor, Chris, came over and he's like, did you do this? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how about this? I'm like, nope. <laughs> like within two steps. I'm like, yeah, I knew it was me. All that sort of stuff. I'm so far behind technology wise that I just don't like all the people who have YouTube on their computer. I'm like, what? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I just I don't even have TV. Um, that reminded me of my retail nightmare. Oh, yeah. The fact that you tweeted at or Google tweeted at you. We went to Costco a while ago and I got, I think, a nine pack of dental floss. Yeah, which I was so excited about. I remember. Uh, but I went to go floss my teeth the other day and I opened it up and I noticed that the floss had weird brown goo spots on it and I freaked out because how long has that been on there and I haven't noticed it and I've been putting it in between my teeth being like I'm helping <laughs> uh, so I opened up the box and like both sides of it has this it almost looks like syrup or something it's like a brown sort of sticky goo and it smells really sweet um <laughs> I tasted it too. It tastes sweet. <laughs> probably, I probably shouldn't have done that, should I? Um, but so I just took a picture of it and I tweeted at Oral B and it was like, is this normal? And uh, they do the thing where they're like, I'm so sorry you had this experience. Please direct message me. And it's like, I'm just going to direct message you the same thing saying, why is there goo? What they're doing actually is they're taking you offline so they can fix the problem. But they're also... In private. What, in private. Because <laughs> yeah. it's the maple syrup leak they don't want to tell anyone about. Well, what What I first Googled before I went on Twitter was dental floss brown goo. <laughs> that didn't turn up any searches. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're trying to fix the problem. And then they sent me to some page where I have to put my phone number in and email address and everything. And they're like, we'll address this as soon as possible. Oh, that's not good. No, it's never going to happen. And as soon as I submitted it, I then got a phone call that was spam. <laughs> and I don't know if it's related, but it was like, thank you for choosing Marriott Hotel Rewards. And I was like, I've never stayed at a Marriott in my life. How did what is huh? Well, I may have accidentally plugged your phone number into a room I was booking yesterday. For, really? For somebody. Really? Maybe, actually. <laughs> that was you? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I used the work number. That's so funny. Um, That would make more sense than Oral-B giving my phone number to Marriott. <laughs> I don't know why Oral-B wouldn't want to fix that right away. I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed. But then I checked because I bought a nine pack, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> because we were at Costco. So I had two more left and I check them and they also have the goo on them but it's like more subtle and faded and I'm like Ugh. we can return it um, but I don't have the receipt I don't keep receipt from floss from that I bought probably six months ago I think it's just on my Costco card oh really yeah I'll call them it's expensive it's okay no it's only some floss Oral-B will probably uh, rescue me and wrap me in their arms and whisper sweet floss into my ear yeah is that that's is, how it works is that how customer service it works? should work that way yeah <laughs> don't ask us uh so anyway i currently am on like two days of no flossing and my teeth feel really weird but i just i don't even i just want to know is can i use this can i just wash the floss wash the goo off i think you need new floss yeah i think so too but maybe it's because it's mint flavored oh so maybe the mint flavoring has separated from the floss. What's that thing that British people eat? Treacle? Oh, maybe, maybe it's treacle flavored. Or maybe it's just maple syrup because they're like, Canadians will love this. We would love that. I do like maple syrup. Yeah, unfortunately, it might be some kind of grease or something also from the yeah, machinery. Yeah, from the machine or... 
Could be. But it tasted really sweet. Stop eating it, it please. Like <laughs> please donate to our Patreon account so Jessica can buy new floss. <laughs> Uncontaminated floss. Uh, I just love flossing. It's so, I know. It's, it's a really good habit you have. So satisfying. Uh, I never I never used to be so diligent about it until Jay. So you lost all of your front teeth. Yeah. But it's a good look. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can hear it at all on the podcast. Dad, do you have another retail nightmare? Well, I have one that I was just, you know, I was kind of trying to think of some before this uh, uh, huge opportunity to jump into this. <laughs> The entertainment world. It's their time is now. And uh, you know that Brent Butt, your favorite comedian, has been on this podcast. I have listened to that podcast, and, and, and I have butt, li- and I have listened right to there. to uh, Brent's um, the butt uh, pod, butt pod, a number of them, uh, which is pretty good, almost as good as Retail Nightmares. I mean, I think he got a lot of inspiration from us. Yeah, I think so. He did a great show, great show with you guys. We're too. sort of yeah. the wind beneath his wings. Yes, I think <laughs> he told me that. I, th- I think so. He hasn't said so though. He hasn't given credit on the, the butt pod. Yet. <laughs> we know okay. we've been asked to be on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, just a quick one. I was just thinking about this, and I, I traveled to Montreal, which always was exciting because. That's where I used to live and and uh, was in the middle of the winter and the company trip. And uh, when I went to pick up my rental car, there was, was covered with snow. And uh, a couple of days later, I think it was in Quebec City and the snow melted off it. And the trunk was full of heavy gouge scratches. <laughs> um, it looked like, you know, a couple of cats had a fight on the back. And anyways, it was a mess. And I really wasn't able to convince the rental car company that I hadn't done it. So we had a kind of a major breakdown over that. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I can't remember now whether I ended up or the company ended up paying for that or not. But I wasn't, I wasn't happy about it because I knew it wasn't me. And, yeah. You know, but they were all about, because it was a, I was trying to do like a budget type rental, not budget rental car necessarily, but save some money. And they're, they're all about, you know, nineteen ninety five a day. And then if you scratch anywhere on the car, it's going to cost you $400. <laughs> yeah. That's always my nightmare when, when I'm renting a car, I double check everything. And, you know, they say you're not insured if you go off a road, uh, that if it's not paved, if you go onto a gravel road. I one time took a car uh, onto a road that was not marked on any map or any GPS. And we were trying to find these secret hot springs. <laughs> and we went onto a road that like we didn't have any GPS there. It was uh, we were in the middle of nowhere. And the whole time the guy who the car's name was under was just like losing his mind being like we've got to go like so slow and then there's fast like logging trucks going along there (laughs) and so we were like rushing along and uh anyway i didn't have to pay for it but i think we did get a lot of little dings and nicks and also it wasn't worth it the hot springs were really weird and there was just a naked dude in there named kale (laughs) (laughs) yeah hail kale Um, i don't drive but i've had to be part of renting cars a lot for moving and stuff. And my favorite part is when they're renting the car, they're like, oh yeah, it looks good. Yeah, uh, maybe there's a little a little smudge near the wheel, but now that's, that's going to rub it, it rubs off. But then when you bring back the car, it is like, they're so detailed. They're like, well, I'm not sure if this is a scratch. Yeah, when they do the circle check and they mark everywhere on the car, it's so weird. And I'm like, shouldn't you know this, this is your car? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, oh, I don't know the damage on my own car, so I'm being a hypocrite. Well, I learned quickly that it's better to work with one company or stuff like that, whether it's airlines, hotels, or car rentals, uh, when you travel as much as I did, because they either by nature or by policy accept certain, you know, little things. They accept you uh, as or, you are. Or if you're just a frequent, you know, whatever, then they, they can waive some stuff. But shout out to Hertz. I, used, <laughs> I started renting from Hertz and they're more expensive. But, you know, I think I had three or four broken windshields. What over are you a period doing? Of, you know, never, he hates they birds. Never, <laughs> no, I, I think Hertz was great because they, they never bothered me about it. The little scratches, that's okay. They Whereas should, some um, of these others were really looking for a chance to... You know, tag you for some extra money. Be mean. Yeah. Um, Hertz should use the song Love Hurts in an ad campaign. I'm just going to give you that free advice, Hertz. Love her. 
Hertz. It's really good. Rent a car. <laughs> if anybody from Hertz is out there, I am available for doing endorsements. <laughs> I am now. Uh, and singing? On, yes, I, uh, I have a podcast almost behind me. <laughs> you should make a pod called the Dad Pod. Or, uh, or you may be listening to this and never want to talk to me again as long as you live. Dad, Aww. you should have a podcast about cars. He loves cars. Vroom, vroom with dad. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the races with dad. <laughs> I'd listen to it. <laughs> Have you ever been to that thing? I got it. Formula Dad 100. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, have you ever been to that thing? What is it? It's not WrestleMania. Car mania? What is it? Where the cars the crash cars each, kiss other? each other? <laughs> Monster crash? Monster smash. Monster smash? Smash hot dogs. Smash brothers. Smash cars. <laughs> ding, ding, dong. Smash them up. both had a stroke. <laughs> Demolition derby? Yes, thank you. Demolition derby. But it's like monster truck, right? Yeah. Have you seen that when they use school buses? When they jump over the school buses? Well, they do that or they race them. Really? Or they do figure eight demolition derby type races. I've never seen any of them, but have either of you been to one? No, I've never uh, been no, to I've one. I've seen I them would, on TV. Yeah. Wouldn't like the smell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smell would be real... And breathing would be hard. But the demolition derby is just where they, you know, have, I don't know, 10, 20 cars in a field. and That they're destroyed. Yeah, it would be kind of exciting. And it, yeah, and everybody just tries to run into each other and the last one running wins. That must be really bad for your body. I feel like I would be against it at first, but then eventually the spectacle would win me over and then it would just become a post-apocalyptic uh, bloodbath. <laughs> Yeah, you would be the person, though, leading it. I'd be bathing You'd myself snap. in blood. Yeah. <laughs> you can't the, get orange juice. What were those movies that were kind of set in post- Mad Max? Mad Max yeah. movies. Do you know that there are people in Southern California that are making Mad Max cars for themselves or have garages that make them, and they go out in the desert and recreate their own scenes in a- Yeah, it's called Burning Man. <laughs> do they go to that, too? They probably do. I think there's a lot of You need a lot cars. of money for both. Yeah, it, they've all become sort of a luxury glamping. So they make the cars and then do they destroy the cars? No, but they go running around in the desert. Jay Leno had it on one of his programs. And of course, oh, okay. He, I think he chained himself to the top of one of these just for fun. He, he'll do a lot for laughs, that guy. Jay Leno? Jay Leno. He's got a car he's, program now. And he, oh. That's his whole deal. Yeah, he loves cars. So does Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, they should. Uh, he said Seinfeld on. The car, the car thing. Yeah, Tim Allen, uh, the number of comedians. In fact, he, yeah, so there's a lot of other guys. I guess they get the money they and they like cars. cars yeah. yeah, that's good. Good for them. <laughs> good for them. Yeah. Bless their hearts. Well, you know, was it Leno? Somebody asked him on the program one time, "Is it true that you never spent a dollar that you got from the Late Show?" And he said, "Yes." I've heard that. Mm -hmm. But does he have a family? But he had other income from, um, he had His other touring, sources of yeah. like touring. So yeah. they lived off of that. And he saved like, it's, it's very smart with money. He just, he just wears two denim. different types of denim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What should we do next? Um, acceptable sauces. We could do acceptable sauces. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. Okay. it's time for our newest segment where we discuss it's basically thunderdome for sauce what can stay <laughs> what gets tossed what's an acceptable sauce those are the lyrics to the song <laughs> we had a very fiery debate over mayonnaise with former guest charlie demers what I remember is that one what is your stance i don't remember um all the issues around the mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> it's there's a plethora of issues. You know, I could only add that it, it was was there any definition between the olive oil mayonnaise oh, and yeah. the soya bean or whatever it is they use for the regular mayonnaise. Yeah, the olive oil one or avocado oil, they're they're trying to make they're really trying to 
uh, brand mayonnaise as a cool millennial, healthy, good fat type. But can you live without mayonnaise? I can live without mayonnaise. Oh, I don't know if we could. <laughs> no? No. I think it'd be impossible. It's an acceptable sauce on so many things. I lived for many years without mayonnaise. But you have loved that Japanese mayonnaise that comes in the Cupid doll squeezy thing. Yeah, but before I knew about that, I was just mayonnaise free since 2003. Uh but uh, to you, what is an acceptable sauce? Well, I my preference is Miracle Whip. Really? So you <laughs> like Miracle Whip? I do. I mean, I like ketchup better. Ketchup would be more important if I was, you know, the old desert island and only one sauce. <laughs> Just it no would be people. Ketchup. What would, if you had to ketchup. put one or the other on toast, what would it be? That's a tough one. <laughs> I feel like this is an important way that, to discover if it's an acceptable sauce. Going forward, sauce. I think you should use that as one of your clarifications. For a future. So would, would you rather have toast and ketchup or toast and miracle Somehow I whip think ketchup would be better on bread mm -hmm. than so just, toast we're not having anything else on it this is just if, a if piece it has of bread. to be toast mm -hmm. okay miracle whip if it has to be bread then it's going to be ketchup okay okay doesn't help doesn't help so if you don't <laughs> okay, have wait, a toaster what if you had to make it with pasta ketchup or miracle whip wait you can put miracle whip on pasta Hang on, I'm working on what would be an acceptable okay. sauce. What's the lowest weight? Lowest? This is a psychological experiment. Too bad people can't see the puzzled look on my face. Yeah, you're, you're so looking around it the could apartment. Be, how about this? Because I feel like it would be hot pasta would be tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. Cold pasta would be Miracle Whip. Oh, like but we were a... talking ketchup, not tomato sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. How ketchup. <laughs> so sorry. Tomato sauce is what it's called I think French. I'd have to go for the Miracle Whip. <laughs> okay. But okay. very light. We were talking about before we started recording, but for the listener... Miracle Whip is a miracle <laughs> whipped. <laughs> it's a miracle whipped into a dream. Uh, it's like a fluffy salad dressing. Is, that, is it salad dressing? What it's called, I think, on the container is just as dressing, whipped dressing or something like that. I don't that. think it says whipped. I think it's just called Miracle Whip. Okay. I should have checked this before, but no, this is I how think, podcasts work. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Miracle Whip is kind of mayonnaise with some vinegar in it. Okay. And so it has a little bit more but of a... But sugar, has more, has more zip, I think, was... <laughs> yeah. 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 Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> that was the rejected ad campaign. <laughs> more zip, zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> Miracle Whip. I, recently, there were ads, though, that were a bunch of young 20-somethings all hanging out in a skate park or whatever, <laughs> like... And then they were all just passing around a little travel size container of Miracle Whip. And I was like, this has never happened. What were they history. doing with it? They were, I don't know, smearing it on their skateboard wheels. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty acceptable sauce for skateboard wheels. I mean, if you're in a pinch, yeah, and you don't have any grease for your, what is it, trucks? How do you? I'm not know. The, what do the that, kids that call it? That might be what it's called, yeah. So you, you enjoy this. This is something that is your desert island sauce. If I buy a Miracle Whip, Nobody else lives in our house will eat it. Well, so you're it living in an American house all. now. Yeah, it's American house, yeah. So this may not be as big a part of the culture. It's yeah. very popular in Quebec for some reason. Okay. Yeah. So I end up using mayonnaise where I would, might use Miracle Whip because that's what's there. Do you ever put mayonnaise and then a thin layer of relish on whatever you're making? No. Pretty good. <laughs> no, no, I just no. witnessed the generation gap <laughs> in action. Now, my mom used to make peanut butter and Miracle Whip sandwiches. Don't totally. understand. And I was a kid and I loved them. That's not a fluffernutter. That's... No, that's made with marshmallow. That's marshmallow and peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, okay. No. There's so many sandwiches I've never tried yeah. that I feel like no, I just I, was born earlier. My, my mom believed in Miracle Whip. <laughs> she believed <laughs> she in was, the miracle. Yeah, bless her soul. Um, was she, she a did. good cook? Really good baker. Pretty good cook. <laughs> okay. Pretty good cook. Oh, I've never heard of like a mayonnaise or a Miracle Whip and peanut butter sandwich, but no. peanut butter... It's really good with like sweet and savory things, garlicky things and sugary things. When we go on tour, Jay really likes having peanut butter and mustard sandwiches or tubes, which I think sounds really peanut bad. Peanut butter and mustard. Yeah. Not, I don't know. I can kind of see it me. because peanut butter just goes with almost everything. The colors are kind of similar. So you <laughs> can just blend them together and make a horrible monster. And I already, I've already talked about dynamite sandwiches on the podcast. What is that though again? It's uh, the Tribers that lived on King Avenue where we grew right. up. Um, they had three siblings and they would make dynamite sandwiches with white bread, ketchup, mustard, and relish. It was so good. The big three. And it was Wonder Bread. But like, it was like a hot dog without the hot yeah, dog. Yeah, aren't you just missing the hot dog? 
Yeah. Sometimes I think there was a hot dog, but I bet I was like, it's okay. <laughs> this is good. Whoa. Just the sauce. Yeah. It was acceptable. It was acceptable. Very acceptable. <laughs> okay. Well, we've deemed that acceptable. Yeah. I think Miracle Whip is an acceptable sauce. Now I'm, we've been talking about it so much. I'm like, I kind of want to try it, but I don't. I feel like we could find a small serving of it. Like a little tube of it. Like the little, those very satisfying aluminum topped oh, plastic yeah. things. And it's just like enough to, to get a sandwich wet. <laughs> you can buy a huge jar and then just give it to me afterwards. That's true. And you but can I drive it eight hours back it. to Oregon. I can take it back to the States. Are you eat. allowed to bring Miracle Whip <laughs> across? Yes, yes, they don't even ask you about it. Really? Yeah, yeah you don't have to There's declare. There's no fruit in there. You know, There's nothing organic. <laughs> Purely man-made. It's not a regulated uh, product. No, it should be. There's a new tariff on it, Trump. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's right. He's going to tariff it. <laughs> Whoops. Um, what was the next one we were going to do? Click ticket. It or, click yeah. it or ticket. So, Dad, if you could give anybody a ticket, I know you know how this one works. What would you give a ticket for? And then how much would that ticket be? You know, I think I want you to go around and come back. Sure. Sure. I've got one. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I I have a rideshare membership. Uh, and it's great. I love it because uh, it's way cheaper than cabs. You get to drive a cool, fancy Prius. And you can hug your your phone up to the audio, which is always fun. So sometimes I can blast a podcast with the windows down like a maniac. Uh, everything about it's great. It's especially good if you're going somewhere and you are going to be drinking later that night. So you don't have to leave your car there. But the one thing that I want to give a ticket to is the maniacs who use the service and leave their garbage in the car. Yeah. I want to murder all of them. My ticket is death. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but no, the and when you get in the car, it always says like, welcome to report any, you know, anything wrong with the car or any cleanliness errors. <laughs> press the help button. And then so pressing the help button though, just puts you on a call to their, oh, yeah. to their HQ or whatever. And then they're always like, hi. And you can just say, uh, there's like a bunch of old food containers in the car and they're always like that's it and then you're like yeah that's it but you have to call so that the next person who gets in doesn't call on you and then i don't know i don't even know if you get it's weird i wish their app sucks and they're constantly sending me emails being like we know our app sucks and we're really sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay we'll just fix it don't keep sending me emails but there should be something on the app where you can just click was the car cleaner dirty? Because I hate having to narc on whoever was driving before and saying like, yeah, there's a bunch of McDonald's bags in here. I've found the grossest stuff in there. It's someone's like sweaty gym clothes. Ooh. Uh, a piece of used dental floss. Ugh. Yep. And used Kleenexes. A lot of the time I just wind up throwing the stuff out myself because I don't want the next person who gets in the car to have to see it. But then I'm touching a stranger's dental yeah. floss yeah. and used Kleenexes and half drink coffees and all these things. But then if you call them, they're sort of like, okay, whatever. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Uh, so the people who leave garbage in a rideshare car, um, they deserve that garbage to haunt them for the rest of their lives. I think that's my ticket. Should be stuck under their shoes for the rest of their yeah, lives. Yeah. Or like in their hair. That dental floss is going to become a cool rat tail connected. Flossing is a 100% at-home activity It for me. definitely is, unless you've been to, you know, a business lunch. I carry... Unless you went to just like so Memphis Blues when Barbecue. When you're visiting somebody's house, what do you do with the dental floss once you're finished with it? When you're visiting someone's house? You yeah. put it in the garbage? You put it in their garbage and then they have to empty their garbage after you leave with your dental floss in it. I always worry about that. But I mean... What do you do? Do you take it home? You eat it? <laughs> I sometimes put it back in my shaving case rather than stick it in their garbage. (laughs) It's okay to throw it out. The garbage bag. I did that last night. (laughs) 
Oh, it's fine. I'm going to empty the garbage. But sometimes like people's garbage, if there's a bag in there is a bunch of other stuff. It's fine. At my boss's house, they never have a bag in their garbage in their bathroom and there's always nothing in it. So I know they empty it daily. So if I blow my nose, I put a Kleenex in there and I'm a very snotty person. (laughs) I am snotty by nature, but... They empty it almost like... I only empty mine when I absolutely have to. Yeah, I empty mine when it's full or if people are coming over something. So yeah, if there's no... And I always feel weird. Like if I do floss, because they always have floss everywhere and they're always giving me food. And then I'm like, okay, there's just a piece of floss in your pristine garbage can. (laughs) But it's not an in the car thing. I have some with me in my purse in case I eat salmon, uh, which... You really like eating the fins. Ends up mostly in, in your teeth. Who are you going to give a ticket? I'm going to give a ticket to... Everyone's going to get tired of the segment because of me. <laughs> so uh, at St. George and Eights, there's a children's elementary school. Uh, about a week ago, I noticed some signs went up that said, this is not an off-leash dog park. Do not have your dog off-leash here. In front of those signs, and they're huge signs. They're maybe two feet by two feet. Um, Bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, people just park in the park off-leash dogs. So now there's an extra sign that explains why. Because so many children have injured themselves falling into holes that dogs have dug or slipping in dog feces. And Jessica, you're laughing, but I'm I'm so sad for these little kids and hurting themselves because people don't pick up after their dogs. And there's still people, even though these signs have gone up and like, it's a very nicely written letter just explaining what happened. And then also there's, the city is looking into putting in a dog park in that neighborhood, but... (laughs) Jessica's losing it, guys. She's I'm, trying to like not laugh. I'm not laughing. <laughs> You're laughing so hard. I'm Your not. eyes are watering. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to give, a, this is a new ticket for people who let their dogs off leash in, in children's school grounds. Your dog is taken away from you and given to a much cooler person. You're never allowed to touch your dog again. Whoa. I think the kids should be able to ride the dog. <laughs> I'd hurt them. Mm, okay, but the kids... The kids and the dogs shouldn't suffer any more than they have. The kid gets a cool little saddle that lets them levitate just <laughs> two inches above the dog, but makes them think that they're riding the dog, and the dog loves it. That's okay. my ticket. Perfect. And the dog gets to wear a little crown. Okay. <laughs> and so I does like the kid. It. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's way better than my ticket. I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> Dad, do you have a ticket? Well, you know, I was just thinking, and this may be my one and only chance to fantasize about what I've thought about for a long, long time. Oh. I've shared maybe once in a while with people close to me is I would like to be awarded <laughs> special powers to deal with all of these transgressions against humanity. Wow. Um, so the special powers would allow me to, um, just decide immediately what the penalty will be. So somebody going through a red light, four flat tires. Whoa. Right. All right. Four flat tires. Somebody with those speakers that, you know, cause your heart rate to change, <laughs> you know, the boom, boom, you know, the heavy bass, just, just blow all their speakers and their stereo system into, into this little frazzled wires and paper paper bits okay wow. just shut her down really good right yeah, yeah yeah or when you see these people that are being real idiots immediate diarrhea <laughs> that's a classic tobin so ticket. Those, so those those are my i wish for powers of uh you know giving instant tickets you know oh, yeah. or when you see somebody who's being really mean to somebody else yeah you know you see this from time to time often there's you know a guy and a gal or whatever it is somebody being mean to a kid you know their kid just diarrhea. <laughs> right down the leg, into the shoe. Awful <laughs> diarrhea. That's my... I'm more like my dad than my mom. <laughs> it is amazing to see where you came from and how you were shaped. <laughs> Two generations of diarrhea givers. <laughs> I love it. This is something I didn't know. Were you also hoping for powers like that? I always wish diarrhea on people all the time. I'm like, oh, I hope they get when them. If someone's done something really bad or really hurt me, I'm like, I hope they have diarrhea every day. And not, I think, not life-threatening, but and I think that one comes from a guy that I worked with in a bar, <laughs> Diarrhea um, Bill. And, well, he 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 used to tell stories about how he, uh, he would keep these sort of. Um, what are they, laxatives? Oh, Super God. laxatives. Oh, no. And if somebody was being an idiot in a bar, he'd put a laxative in the salt. next drink. Oh, 
my gosh. And, and within 20 minutes, half an hour, the guy's running off to the bathroom. You what know. laxatives are those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes not making it and never showing up again. But anyway, so I think that's where I got that inspiration. Okay, yes, he was very inspirational. I wonder if that man's in jail now. Yeah. Well, he was a terrible alcoholic. Okay. And uh, when he went on binges, he used to go somewhere with three or four bottles of vodka and uh, a box of grapefruits and he used to <laughs> squeeze the grapefruits and mix the vodka in and then he thought he was being healthy probably learned that from those people yeah. in that room yeah. with the, the hotel, orange juice yeah. yeah that's also sort of the plot of fear and loathing in las vegas it's like as long as we have enough oranges we can just destroy our bodies that was his theory and the well, other that's part of when it i have was a hangover a... i always take a lot of em uh, yeah. emergency emergency yeah see we've yeah. evolved we don't even need the fruit mm -hmm. anymore we just need the powder we need a weird powder and, and the game he played it was kind of funny was his best friend would then have to try and find him because he would go to a hotel somewhere. Oh, wow. And so basically after a day or so, his friend would start worrying and start looking. And when they found him, then they ended the binge. It doesn't sound like a very fun game. No, it I don't sounds think like he must us. have been really sad. Yeah, I don't think he was he's still with us. But he the had diarrhea. diarrhea. The diarrhea powers. remains. Yeah. <laughs> diarrhea lives on. He loved telling the stories. <laughs> Imagine that's what it was. Like that's what the... <laughs> the drug was you had to worry about when you went to bars. Yeah, I was just yeah. getting diarrhea'd. Uh, I am of such like two minds on that because A, like that's kind of awesome, but B, like. Yeah, I think it's pretty bad. It's, you like to just know what's going into your body. I think that's a basic right that all humans should have, regardless of if they're dirts or not. Well, with special powers, we're not doing that. We're not. Okay. We're just creating the result. It's just immediate diarrhea. Immediate, You're not immediate, dragging yeah. anyone. Yeah. And, and if it's really a bad deal, four flats and diarrhea. Wow. <laughs> You're you got, in a really bad situation. You got nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah. Fix that flat. Well, and fix all your car interior too. <laughs> well, okay. I've been thinking about this, the four flats things, because... I was listening to a podcast, maybe you stop podcasting yourself, but they were talking Never about those, those car plate, like car rental places or airports where if you drive the wrong way and you get flat tires. Yeah. yeah. Is that really the punishment that you should get? Like, cause then you have to like a tow truck has to come and drag your car away. I mean, it must happen pretty often because <laughs> people don't know what the hell is going on. It seems so over the top. Don't you think? I don't see them very often. And it, the, that's the ones where you drive over them, they're fine. The but if you back up, they're spikes. Yeah. That's like the haircut I always ask for. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have them also where they, they, after you've checked your car out, they go down. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So it keeps people from coming in and stealing cars. I feel they like they're only the in there for when they film movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess I've only seen it in movies. But you never see, you know, what happens next where it's like you call a guy and you're like, I did the thing again. He's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it's the it's like popping a pimple. It's so loud. I love it. Wow. Well, I think we're all really great narcs here. Yeah. A generation of ticket givers. It's I'm sure we could make the world a better place. <laughs> With more diarrhea. Really... A little smellier, but a better place. Speaking of a better place, Dad, who's your Puppo of the Week? Puppo of the Week. My Puppo of the Week... Of course, Hank, because, you know, I'm getting this meet Hank again for the second time. So Hank's number one. But number two is Tilly. Uh-oh. We've got big news. Yeah. Tilly, the rescue dog, we, we think is the rescue dog. <laughs> of unknown um, origins at, to date. We're not yeah, sure. We're not sure. But anyway, it's a long story. But uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, Alicia's brother, managed <laughs> to uh, come across a rescue dog that wasn't being appreciated. And he now appreciates it. But... Uh, he wants me to take Tilly. So. Oh, really? So he's been sending pictures. and I've seen photos. Yeah, well, you have, yeah. It's a cute, so, dog. It's a cute dog. Have I shown you Tilly? Yeah, we were walking and you said M Matilda. Oh, yeah. Tilly I for forgot short. I saw you the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've, I've been a dream. <laughs> did I? Did we dream communicate again? Yeah, we we met on the astral plane and you were like, meet Tilly. Either you way. Totally so. would, though. But now I just remembered, though, what the other puppos. <laughs> is when I was visiting my friend over in Vancouver Island where these two cute little rabbits that were playing out in front. Aww. <laughs> they would be nose to nose and then he'd be, you know, doing his thing and then they'd jump about three feet in the air each, turn 180 degrees and then do it again. Dad said he's felt like a dirty old man watching these we, two we rabbits We both felt like it. dirty old men. Oh, wow. Watching these two little rabbits um, trying to make more rabbits. Well, so there are, there are additional puppos. Aww. That's cute. I don't think I've ever seen, like, despite the fact that, you know, how rabbits 
are and what's the phrase like doing it like bunnies or something something yeah i've never seen rabbits well it doesn't last very long so i guess that's why they have to do it a lot dolphins not long either no no they it's just like (laughs) yeah really yeah one and done and and i said to him i said well at least they um you know, they're going to make more coyote food. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but apparently Vancouver Island doesn't have coyotes. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know. That's why they have so many bunnies. That's why, yeah, the bunnies are doing great. Yes. And all the bunnies that I know have now had their their shots for the rabbit hemorrhagic fever, which was very scary and going around. So everyone, if you got bunnies, get them all vaccinated. Right. I'm sure you have already done this <laughs> and you know about this if you have bunnies. Alicia, who's your papo? Uh, my papo of the week is my dad. <laughs> oh. Uh, one of my favorite things my dad does is when he listens to music in the car, he uh, uses his steering wheel as a drum, and he's a really good steering wheel drummer. Uh, he loves Dire Straits, and I think that every time I hear Dire Straits, I think of my dad, which isn't that often because I don't really listen to rock, but when it comes on, I'm like, dad would like this. Um, Hank is my papo. He has been kind of annoying all week. And I'm like, be on your best behavior when dad's here. And he's like, I don't think so. His mm. new thing is he doesn't want to be pet right now. Oh. So he wiggles his body away from you, which makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He's going through a lot of teenager phases now. <sighs> he just wants to hang out in his room and listen to Blink-182. <laughs> yeah. Jessica, who's your pup of the week? My pup of the week is a dog that I met. Uh, it was tied up outside of a store. There was no one around. And I saw it from about half a block away. And I immediately was like, this is a good dog. And then she turned around and looked at me and started wagging her tail. She is a pit bull. Uh And she's sort of uh, brown and white coloring, like very tiny little ears. And I put out my hand and she immediately started licking me. And then when I leaned down to pet her, she then jumped up and started licking the top of my head. (laughs) Uh, And I was laughing so hard. I took a photo of her. I'll post it on the Facebook page and then her owner came out and so I got to learn all about this dog this dog is two and a half years old her name is Khaleesi which (laughs) I was like of course it is that's perfect and then she says yeah she just really likes licking and eating hair that's her her whole deal (laughs) but it was so unexpected and cute and she wasn't she was like gentle about it and I was like oh I would just met you this is very intimate it feels like um so anyway, Khaleesi, I love you. You are a papo. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's my only papo. That's great. I wanted to finish up. I it kind of was so surprised and like so out of it when you mentioned that you already knew who Tilly was. Oh, yeah. But dad, tell us a bit about Tilly. She's little. She's gray. I don't know a lot more. <laughs> but dad's going to have what... a date where he meets Tilly and decides maybe if he wants a dog, his first dog in like 25 years, probably. Yeah. Right. More than 25. Yeah. Since Prince? Yeah, we had a family dog named Prince, and he was like dad's best friend, and and he was gone. That was it. His last dog. I think it's uh, it's time. Certainly my son thinks it's time. You should have seen the text messages <laughs> that dad was getting last night. The pressure. Oh, really? When I And I was text messaging my brother, like, back and off He was trying bit. to be subtle. It, <laughs> yeah. But, but, to be. yeah, of course he was. You know, but, uh, but, yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, there's a small chance. Small yeah, chance. which if my dad says that, there's actually a chance. Yeah. So it's been 100% no. He looked, Dad looked after my dog, Troy, for a month or two when I first moved here. Yeah, I can't remember how long it was. but And yeah. uh, while well, I got settled, and the only time Troy ever really did anything bad, he did it in my dad's house. Oh, no. <laughs> he pooped on the carpet. Oh. Do we have time to tell a story about Ryan's first dog? Sure. There's always time to tell a story about a dog. Retriever, Daisy. <laughs> we, had, we had some friends who had a uh, cockatoo. You know, uh, I think it was our big parrot. Sure. Yeah. And for some reason, they just assumed that we'd be happy to take care of this when they went on vacation. No. That's a big <laughs> ask. And uh, so they came over with uh, this bird with a stand, you know, that it could sit on and a cage <laughs> you could put it in at night, put the blanket over and all that what stuff. What a life. <laughs> so we had to go somewhere. And um, so I asked Ryan to come over and check on the bird. So Ryan came over with Daisy. Daisy burst into the house, as she used to always do. It was a bit of a the dump truck of a black The cockatoo laugh. panicked. Daisy then went into dog mode and grabbed it by the tail. Oh, no. And ripped its tail off. <gasps> Dead. All the tail feathers came off this beautiful, big, 
parrot. Anyway, so we came home, Ryan told us what happened. And we, oh my God, what are we going to do? And we looked it up and apparently they'll grow back. Oh, okay. But anyway, so these people came back from their vacation. We gave them their bird back and it had no tail. <laughs> they never asked us again. <laughs> this has been retail nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. So in a way, it kind of worked out. <laughs> I'm so well, glad that their bird wasn't permanently hurt. I mean, that bird would just shit on the floor when, you know, sitting on that stand. Oh, I am not an uh, indoor bird person. It. You didn't have the shit bucket? <laughs> well, you, you, a, there, yeah, they forgot it. They brought the cage, the stick. Oh, it, we forgot the shit bucket. You need about four shit buckets because you don't know which way the bird's pointed. <laughs> they do turn around a lot. You're telling yeah, me. I need, I've yeah. only got one shit bucket. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> I need about four. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. They were doing... Uh, fire alarm testing in our building yesterday and so I was out of the house while it was happening because it's so annoying um, but when I came home I was downstairs and in the downstairs of our building it's all just storage and laundry and electric and all that heating stuff that I don't know what happens behind those doors but when I came home all of the doors were open and there's about four or five doors down there and I usually don't know what any of them are but one of them was open and I peeked in and it had a toilet in it and a sink, like a working toilet and sink. And I was like, I have had so many dreams that I find another toilet in my building. Because <laughs> there's like, you know, sometimes someone's in the bathroom and you need to use it. And you're like, where do I go? I thought you actually had dreams like at night where you knew uh, somewhere like that you could see that there was another toilet in the I building. Do. I do. Really? So I you have, knew it was there. No, but like it it was like a prophecy came true because <laughs> I I will have dreams that I'm in other people's building and because some buildings, if they're bigger, they will have a washroom by the laundry room just because sometimes it's a really long way to get from, you know, the 20th floor to the downstairs and if there's someone with mobility issues or they've been to dad's old bar <laughs> or if they did something bad and got a ticket yeah yeah for me um but now i'm fascinated with this room can you just get in i don't know i'm gonna try <laughs> of course you are but what if you open it and someone's on the can <laughs> then on the turlet new friends uh -huh. um but and then the weird thing is because the building manager at First, I was like, oh, I guess it's for whoever the building manager is. But we have a resident manager, so she's got her own Yeah, toilet. Maybe things in the beginning were a bit different, though. Maybe. And there's also a little half door underneath the stairs. And I'm always like, who lives under there? <laughs> <laughs> That's the ensuite for the little elf who lives there. Nice. It's just where the vacuum cleaner is kept. But I still like to pretend. That reminds me of that funny segment about the fellow that worked in the Italian restaurant and the owner had his special bathroom. This is oh, one yeah. of Dad's favorite episodes. Devin Alexander. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious. He, and he also <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. got caught uh, simulating something with a giant zucchini. He lives life on the edge. <laughs> That's he, for sure. He's a, he's a special guest. If you haven't listened to the Devin Alexander episodes, go back. There's a Ooh, couple definitely. of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dad, if people... <laughs> Wanna, what would what that dad people want to <laughs> send you a postcard <laughs> um don't <laughs> yeah dad thank you for being on the podcast you're welcome i have no shows coming up okay <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's yeah that's a nice, nice goal a nice way to and be. i have no social media no that's right you were on, on twitter for a, for a minute i tried and twitter for a while scared of it um, i did try uh facebook yeah. Because I took a photo, digital photo, and you had to post your homework on the Facebook. Oh, like you took a, an art class? Just digital photography. Oh, cool. You know, at a community college thing. So, That's cool. So I had to get up. Anyways, it was uh, so hard to control. I mean, I had people <laughs> from all over the world who wanted to friend me. And, oh, and, yeah. Uh, and sign over had, their, their oh, royalties, was, yeah. Yeah. Was, like their, yeah. their fortunes. Yeah. So the day the course was over and uh, I canceled it, so... Yeah. Good call. Good call. Jessica, what about you? I, yeah, I do have shows coming up. I'm playing Car Free Day. On Main Street? On Main Street in front of Red Cat Records. Okay. Um, Which will be fun. So Energy Slime will be playing that. It's a free show. It's during the day. Uh, Peppos are welcome. Bring your whole fam. Uh, but I don't know what day that is. So we will insert that. <laughs> Sunday, June 17th at 1 p.m. Uh, what do you have coming up? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um, Young and Sick, the second episode's a little bit late. 
hopefully it'll be out this week. Um, we are not as organized as I thought. It's okay. <laughs> it's like... Every- We're sick. Give us a break. Exactly. Um, if you want to donate to our Patreon account, please do. Every month it goes to something exciting like getting Hank's anal glands um, <laughs> pumped yesterday <laughs> on top of his leg getting stretched out. Came to $189. That's perfect. It was that's pretty much the whole Patreon. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Uh, and if you don't have money, you can just yeah. give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Yeah. And you're all puppos. And you're all the puppos of our hearts. And uh, if you have a dad or similar father figure and you're friends with them, give them a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for being on, Dad. Great guest. Great experience. Thank you very much for thinking I could do this. (laughs) You did great. (laughs) You did it. Yeah. (laughs) You nailed it. Thanks for having my dad on, Jessica. Thanks for (laughs) letting him (laughs) Yeah. And Jessica, you're even more wonderful in real life than than, than I've envisioned (laughs) you. you. From the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.